So I think today we're going to talk about a few teams that we haven't shown enough light on throughout the first three episodes of the season. Yeah. But number one, we have to talk about the Dallas Mavericks. Right now it's Tuesday night, 9.50 p.m. The crazy game between the Mavs and the Warriors just ended. I want to hear y'all's reaction. That nah, was, was, was crazy. It was, the, listen, Steph had a three where at the end of the game, he's, he's you know, does the classic Steph relocate type of stuff. His, yeah. his a three falling away in the corner. And I'm, and I'm sitting there and I'm just like, this is this is why I like basketball. Like that's, that's the that's the exact re- like Steph Curry just this makes me like basketball. The game. So yeah, yeah, bro. It's, it was. Beautiful. I love I love basketball, but I especially love and so much admire the way the Warriors play. They could have had in that one possession. I at least saw like two shots that players could have taken out. But like, okay, that's like a good shot. But Steph Curry, fucking maniac dude, took. At least would have seemed like to me one of the worst shots that you could take. He took a quick ass dribble, quick ass pounded the dribble, and I'm at the right wing he threw it up, and then bro, he had one of the most beautiful swishes in the NBA that I've seen over the past week. Yeah, Thank the Warriors look great. For well, they didn't win the game, obviously. Spoiler alert: they lost yeah. by what, two points, or I don't, it might have been free throws. Three, I don't know. Three, three. okay. It was, it was, yeah, it was one sixteen, one thirteen. Gotcha. So they've looked a little bit better as of late, but we're not here to talk about the Warriors. We know what to expect from them. We haven't talked about the Dallas Mavericks like at all this season. And given how Luke has been playing, given the roster construction issues they have, like I feel like we have to remedy that right now. So yeah. what are I'll ask you first, Donovan. What's your general thought on the Dallas Mavericks right now? One liner. They're one dimensional. Yeah, that's hard to argue with. <laughs> it's it's the it's the it's the main thing that, that jumped off the screen and and like when you look at, at the box score and so for a little bit of context, Dinwiddie got thrown out of the game in the third yeah. quarter, right? And so he goes, he he's he's driving to the basket. Jordan Poole's defending him. He takes the bump. Dinwiddie tries a euro step and just gives Poole an elbow to the jaw, and they end up giving him a flagrant two. He's thrown out before the fourth quarter even starts, and so the offensive load goes to Luca as it normally does. But even you know more, what he did, you know what he did because up. of that. He put on an absolute fucking Luca Doncic masterclass. 30 point triple double. It was incredible. He finished with 41. He finished with 41 points, 12 rebounds, 12 assists. Oh, 40 point triple double. I I undersold him. Yeah. yeah, So we're talking about the masterclass, but that does go back to what you're saying. The one dimensional in this showed out, and they were up by like 17 in the first quarter. So they won the game, but I think you kind of saw the downside of that one dimensionalness by the fact that the Warriors stormed back into it. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Well, what do you think? think? yeah. Was, was Sorry, that, didn't mean to cut you off. What's your thoughts on the map so far, besides the this, one-dimensionalness? So, one-dimensional is a perfect word for that. Another word that I'll use for them is that they have a ceiling, you know? Uh, there's a lot of teams in the NBA in general where you're like, okay, you know, if everything clicks, you know, their ceiling is pretty much limitless. You can say that for the Bucks, you can say that for the Celtics, you can say that for the Nuggets, you can say that for the Warriors, you can say that for... Hell, maybe even a team like the Memphis Grizzlies or the New Orleans Pelicans. Mm. But if everything I, goes right, nice. you, I get your I get your point. Go ahead. Yeah, you get my point. You get my I'm point. And you can say that for every <laughs> single team except for the Dallas Mavericks because of the way they're set up and they just have a lot of they have issues on their roster that were partly self inflicted and then other for other reasons they're just like they're they're tied into this weird gray area because Luka Doncic is just so goddamn good and we're seeing Luka literally like suffer from success in all the good ways but also bad ways in the future I say number one bad way because like 
every young player has their co-star or counterpart, and the Dallas Mavericks never had that opportunity yeah. to go ahead and get one because Luka is such a god. He's literally Superman, and he can he's an NBA playoff team alone by himself, damn near. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's an he's he's a dude by himself. He's a team by himself, and it's fantastic to watch, and I love watching it. But what's kind of funny, also, this is just a random ass side tangent. This is like what James Harden was doing, except for a very, very larger, large amount of uh, time. And that's really yeah. interesting to me. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. But the fact that the roster construction was really like strangled by the fact that he was so good right away, because this is the first year that it's a, that. Let me track back a little bit. That's always been the narrative, right? We've known for a few years that they weren't able to make this core around him for the reasons you outlined. But this is the first year that you really feel it. Because Jalen Brunson is now gone, and they lost him for nothing, so that whole thing like two years ago they had Brunson and they had Kristaps Porzingis, so that kind of like you know gave you multiple outlets around Luca. At the time, we still thought there wasn't enough. So now that you have new those guys and you replace them with extra Dinwiddie minutes, Christian Wood, who is a whole other topic we'll get to in a little bit, we're starting to feel that one dimension must be exasperated because of that, yeah. and it's led to maybe a Luka Doncic MVP season. But do we think that can translate to the playoffs? Probably not. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. You listen. It also doesn't help that Reggie Bullock sucks right now. Yeah, it also, do, it also doesn't help. It also doesn't help that Dorian Finney-Smith sucks right now. And you two guys who are supposed to be three and D guys aren't giving you any three at all. And yeah. so, they, like tonight, tonight Reggie Bullock combined. Reggie Bullock and and Finney-Smith combined for one for seven from three. That's that's just that they can't get it done. And if yep. if you're if you're Luca. And you come out and you have 41, and every time you drive into the paint, they're going to send the double. And you know as a shooter that you're going to get the ball. You have to knock down one of them. Like, they're lucky that Josh Green came out tonight, and he yeah. was three, three or five from three. They are not counting on Josh Green in the playoffs. That's not that's not going to happen. He's, he's not going to get fantastic. They, they yeah, might. He been, they might. He's been, they're going to have to count on him as a problem player. And that's nasty. That's yeah. nasty. <laughs> that, that like, Josh, he, played, he played 27 minutes tonight. If he's getting 27, 30 minutes a night in the playoffs, and he's a legitimate part of your rotation, you're in trouble. Yeah. And Tim Hardaway Jr. also had 22 points, like, are you going to rely on that from a relatively inconsistent player? It's yeah. kind of tough. And it's interesting because we're talking about, obviously, one ball handler, two when Dean Whitty's there. Like, that's clearly their issue. And it's interesting how that's played out in the numbers. Because I know, like, a couple years ago, they set the record for, like, the highest offensive rating of all time. Like, mm-hmm. they were an absolutely ridiculous, wild, well-oiled machine, partially because Rick Carlisle, partially because the players around Luka. This year, they're actually the 12th offense, or 12th de- the 12th defense and the 11th offense. So you kind of like see that explicitly in the numbers, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I feel like nowadays in the NBA, specifically today, like, you know, this one man band type offense, it can work, but it can only go so far because analytics and defenses are just getting, I won't say better and better, but the, no, you're when right. it comes to yeah, such, yeah, you're right. Yeah, but, like, when it comes to just, like, the mindset of a defender these days, like, we just see it. If this was back in 2005 and 6 and 7 and shit, Luka would have fucking he, – he would get a championship playing this style, this style offense, for sure. But today, it's not going to fly, bro. Not yeah. anymore, at least. I think what you're talking about, it's relation to analytics. People know now that if you put the ball in Luka Doncic's hand, let's say – I don't know what the exact number is, but – Every possession that he either shoots the ball or passes it is a 1.2 points per possession play. So in the regular season, over the long haul, that's going to be an efficient offense, right? But to your point, when you get to the playoffs, teams are so advanced now defensively that, one, 
it's hard as fuck to play that way. So you're going to burn out like we saw with James Harden year after year after year. And two, it's just they're going to do what every team does now where they're going to say either we're going to double team him and make all these shitters beat us or let you score every play and make you be the one the guy that beats us and nobody else does anything. And that's kind of hard to outshoot somebody when you're going against somebody like the Boston Celtics who can also yeah. play that lead defense and be the top offense in the league. Absolutely. Donovan, did you see that stat the other day that said it stated it, it put out some it was some wild stat. It said that the Dallas Mavericks have X amount of have won X amount of games whenever Luka Doncic scores 30 points or over. And when he doesn't score 30, I believe they lost every single game. That's embarrassing for the for the Mavericks. This season? W for this season? Yeah. It yep. makes sense. It ma- yep. it make it makes it makes sense and it and it plays and it plays out. I mean, Luca, first off, he's he's leading the league in, in scoring, right? He scored he scored thirty in basically every single game. So like, it, it doesn't surprise me that that that's kind of how how it plays out. But what what we've talked about already is the fact that they don't have a legitimate second ball handler, and they lost that in Brunson. And we've we've talked about that before. The other part on that is they traded to go get Christian Wood and. The Christian Wood experience hasn't been fantastic tonight. He was two of twelve, zero of five from three. Right, he fin- he finishes with four points, three fouls. Let's that's talk about not, Christian Wood. Yeah, because yeah, the that's, thing is, that's not that's not going to get it done. I don't know how plugged in y'all are with Mavs Twitter. For some reason, I am. And the number Freak. one thing they're calling for <laughs> in the past like four three game losing streak they had is they want him to play more. People were like their coach needs to take the leash off of Christian Wood and let him thrive and like try to be who he can be. But that's kind of tough when you have the 24th rim defense in the league. And part of yeah. that is because his bigger playing all the time is inept as a defender. So like how good offensively does he have to be to make it worth it for his defense? Yeah, they he play- has to be, he has, he has to be as good as he was opening night and opening night. Yeah. He went crazy. Yeah, you can't be two like, for 12. I'll tell you that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But he went crazy. He was shooting from three. He was like, he, he had, he was like at least five or six from three. He had a 16 0 personal run. Like, he, he's going to have to be on that level to, to yeah. do that. And, yeah. but like, are we, are we expecting that from Christian Wood? Like, we haven't seen, we haven't seen consistent, great Christian Wood minutes for yeah. about two and a half years and now since he was in Detroit. Is the trade off worth it? Like, because in my mind, it's like if you go ahead and play Chris, Christian Wood that much, you're basically representing the defense of a whole house. Everyone can get somebody. You, <laughs> you're getting ran through every single night, and I'm that's not such sure a if it's worth Southern it. saying like that's, a, that's something that only somebody in the South would say. This that's man is from Georgia. Oh, that's house. ridiculous! Oh my god, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm from. Listen, we're we're from we're from Texas, and like that's that's a different level of Southern. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm being honest, bro. But to your point, I see what you mean. I think <laughs> nothing to mention. <laughs> Another thing to mention is <laughs> I can't even oh spit it out. Oh my gosh, bro! I got <laughs> I got to get a drink of water. That's ridiculous. Okay, so another thing to mention along the Christian Wood conversation is that their front court issues aren't just based around him. They use one of their only non minimum contracts, non minimum contracts this summer for Javale McGee. They gave him their taxpayer mid level. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Yeah, exactly. everyone fucking forgot because he's <laughs> exactly. been asked. That's like, the problem. <laughs> so you have. All this money tied up, not all this money, but, you know, one of their only vessels to get better tied up in yeah. JaVale McGee, who lost his starting spot to Dwight Powell, who hasn't been great himself. And then you trade for this guy who hasn't been great himself. It's like, what do you, what's the answer? A lot of Mavs fans thinks it's Christian Wood and Kleba playing more minutes together, but that's not super inspiring. So that was an awkward transition because we had some technical issues just now with Moe's mic, but we're back. I think we were talking about the Mavs back front court being shit 
So we know that they have front court issues despite having a lot of money tied up there. No secondary ball handler. What I want to know now is what's the answer? What do they do about this? Listen, I mean, you, you talked you talked a lot about like Mavs fans trying to trying to influence however they can to to get a Christian Wood Maxi Kleber lineup. And I mean, to be fair, it's it's worked. It's it's been a very small sample size. We've only according to cleaning the glass, we've only had ninety eight possessions of that throughout the year. But that lineup is is plus twenty nine point four points. Damn, maybe it's, they're right. Jesus. It's it's, re- it's ridiculous. <laughs> and so like at that that lineup. Shout out the fans. Yeah, that lineup is third on uh, on cleaning the glass. The second one is Doncic, Dinwiddie, Bullock, Finney Smith, and McGee. And we're we're not going to see that for a while because again, McGee he's not even getting into the game. He's DMP, you know, coach's decision. So may, maybe Wood and Cleavers is the Maybe yeah. that's the answer? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. It's worth a try, I guess. But I understand why Wood isn't like super heavy in the rotation because everything you know about Christian Wood, he isn't the most inspiring locker room guy. That doesn't Coaches don't typically love him, I'll say it that way. So there's probably a reason he's not getting the opportunity if he's not yeah. in the eyes of fans. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think the, the Mavs are cooked uh, in terms of actual <laughs> long-term like success. And the only thing that they can do is basically what they did with the Christos Porzingis situation a couple years ago. Hope and pray and just build as many assets so you can capitalize on another disgruntled star who fits Luke. That's what it is. I don't want to see Bradley Beal or anything like that. You need someone who actually fits because this is probably like one of your last chances. One of the last mistakes that you – yeah, one of the last things you'll be able to make. So Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because – after this year, they're not going to owe any more first-round picks to any teams, so they'll have their full slew of them. So they'll be able to trade a maximum of five picks. Yeah. So when, like you said, when a new start, I think that's their whole point: is that they're not going to trade any picks to make short-term upgrades right now. They're going to save them, and then this summer, maybe next trade deadline, maybe the summer after that, whenever the next star gets open to grabs, maybe it's Carl Anthony Towns or I don't know whoever else you think might become available. They can swoop yeah. in and give the haul. Absolutely, but. That's a long wait, and it doesn't do him much help this year, and it's hard to waste Luka Doncic MVP-type level seasons. Who cares? He's 23. Let him collect these MVPs. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just, <laughs> you say that. Just enjoy it. You say, you say that, right? Like, for the, from the fan perspective, yeah, let's just enjoy Luka while we can. There's a there's a time, right? Like, the the there's already a timeline set where you have to start winning. And if you keep bringing in guys mm-hmm. who are who are either not good enough, right? You br- you bring in your your Kristaps Porzingis, your Christian Woods, and you keep trying to get like these these stopgap bigs to to play with Luca, or you just don't do anything at all. He's out the door, right? Facts. Yeah. There's the, anybody in the league is a hundred percent willing to go give him the bag, and anybody will go give him as much money as he wants. He's gonna go and find a situation where he wants to play basketball, and if it's the not even a money thing either. What's up? Like, he can request a trade. You know what I mean? Like, it's not even free agency. It's Facts. like, Facts. he's got Ooh, five years on this contract, nah. but if in three three years from now, like, it's okay. It's too early to be talking about this because he has five <laughs> years left. But if we get three seasons down the line, they haven't made trade for a big star. Maybe they do again. Like, and it fails like Chris Osborne's the conversations will begin at some point. Oh, yeah. They fucked up a lot already. They haven't really had any, like I said earlier, they really didn't have any room to fuck up as much because Luca's so damn good and then they had the opportunity with Chris Porzingis naturally didn't fail I would have done the same thing back then if I were them like everyone oh, yeah. would have because it was a fucking swindle at the time but you fail with that <laughs> then you go ahead and you 
miscalculate how much Jalen Brunson is worth and you don't pull the trigger. And by the time you like attempt to pull the trigger, he's worth way too much money for you. And it's just like a whole mess over there. It's a whole mess. Yeah. And ugh, bro, I feel, I don't feel sorry for Magic fans. Y'all are spoiled. Fuck y'all. Y'all got fucking, <laughs> I'm a Hawks fan. So you have to remember. Right. <laughs> right, you got the worst Luka Doncic. Exactly. You got his little brother. Yeah. yeah. Right. I think that's, that's I think that's the extent of what we got to talk about with the Mavs. We, everyone knows what it is. Luca has no help. He's not gonna get any help anytime soon. We just gotta watch him cook. Who's next on the list? I'm excited for this one. Let's move over to another white king of the NBA. Let's talk about the white Denver Kings. Nuggets. Oh, I'll, yeah, white king. Wow, what type of agenda are you trying to push, Isaac? Nah, listen, <laughs> listen, listen. You, y'all need to pull up pull up Isaac's fantasy team. Pull up, pull up <laughs> Isaac only drafts white men. <laughs> Listen, I have Luka Doncic and Demontis Sabonis as my top two picks, and I got Holy Lowry Markin in. <laughs> it's not on purpose. I don't like Yo. white players. I just Yo. end up with them every year. This man, this man listen, we got to keep hey, an eye on, on Isaac. Oh my <laughs> yeah. god, yeah. they're not going to know that we're under the scope right now. They're going to be like, hmm. <laughs> they're gonna, huh. the only non-black guy in the podcast likes white players a lot. Hmm. <laughs> we're 100 percent joking. We're 100. Yeah, <laughs> someone's going to take this seriously for real. <laughs> but I will say. Nicole Jokic might be my top five whites dead or alive. Mm. Wow. Across have, all of culture. Listen, listen, we're going to have to do a one-off draft of just top five whites. Like, just... <laughs> just <laughs> top just, five uh, white dudes alive? Yeah. Across yeah. across every across every genre. But, listen... I'd like, it's... It's Mac Miller, Nicole Jokic. Like, they're neck and neck. <laughs> that's, a, that's a strong duo. And Jokic... <laughs> listen... Jokic coming off of back-to-back MVPs. I said before the season that he wasn't going to win MVP. He hasn't come off um, in the first, I guess, like 20-something games playing in MVP style. But yeah. the Nuggets have... Let's talk about that. that that's, what, that's what I'm about to say. Like, the Nuggets, yeah. they've come on, though. They, they've they started to come on. They're second in the West. Like, they're, they're looking the way that we kind of thought that they were going to look at the beginning of the season. For sure. Especially yeah. over the last month. Over the last... Like, for the year, I wrote this down, they're 25th in offense somehow, but second in defense. Which, when you think about the players they have on their team, especially this Nicole Jokic, a couple makes, years ago. Yeah, but if you look at the last month of just November, they're mm-hmm. second in offense. So yeah. they're starting to pick up, and that's why they rose to second in uh, seating in the in the West. Yeah. And I think a big part of that is because uh, Jamal Murray is starting to pick it up. He's back to averaging like twenty and six, like he did a couple years ago after a slow start. But mm-hmm. I don't even right now. I want to put to the side the talk about the team as a whole. I want to get back to a point you just made in passing. You said the first two months of the season, Nikola Jokic isn't necessarily playing at an MVP level. You're not wrong, but I want to hear why you think that. Like, what's the difference between this year and last year? I think the I think the biggest difference is just the the scoring. It's just the the vo- the overall volume of, of scoring for. It's just there the volume of sco- it's just the volume of scoring for him because like the efficiency. He's still a very efficient player. We're still seeing like him being able to to pass out the post and set people up mm-hmm. and like all that stuff is really good. But when you look at what he's done over the last two years, which is, you know, most likely been out of necessity because he hasn't had the help, but he's been yeah. scoring 26, 27. That number's yeah. dropped by five or six points. And so that's what I want to talk about. Yeah. And yeah. That, so, that, so he that's averaged 27 last year. Right now he's averaging 23, but he's also has one more assist per game. He's like almost at 10 and his true shooting percentage went up. He's currently at 70% true shooting percentage. There's been, that's so right now he's, it's ridiculous. It's uh, he's by far the most efficient volume scorer in the NBA. It's him and Curry are like That's by crazy. far one and two. So one thing I want to say is in the history of the NBA, there's never been a player to average 35 points per 100 possessions 
and have a true shooting percentage that's 13% higher than league average. Right now, Nikola Jokic is the first person to ever do that this year. So, All the nerds are uniting right that, now. <laughs> <laughs> so he, why does the fact that he is making two less shots per game because he has more help around him and doesn't need to take so many shots, but he's just as efficient, same level defender, same level playmaking, why does that make him a worse player? Or why does it make him a less Something impressive season? Else you know to, what I mean? To tag along onto that is like his three point shooting has dropped off a fucking cliff. He's like shooting twenty nine percent from the field right now, or from three point line that I just saw. And to hear yeah. those efficiency numbers still, it's fucking crazy, bro. If it's he was stopped taking them. Oh my god. He, uh, yeah. Year by year he's taking less and less threes and moving his shots closer and closer to the basket, which yeah. is why he's shooting a ridiculous percentage there. But yeah, like yeah. why is he less impressive to you this year? Just because he's taking two less shots per game. You know what I mean? Like I feel like he's on the same level. It's just people overvalue that scoring number. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like 27 is more impressive than 23, but everything else around that is just as great, if not better. Well, when you've set the standard for yourself at 27, <laughs> at, like <laughs> when when the standard for you is 27, 14, and 8, and then you come out and now you're at 23, 8, and 10, and kind of like the rebounding numbers have dropped down a little bit. Like you said, the assist numbers have gone up. But now you have two ma- of like the major counting stats going down. So just on the mm-hmm. surface, it looks le- it looks less impressive. And then this whole season, it's not the past two seasons, specifically last season, was hey Jokic has absolutely nobody. We're just watching yeah. him cook. Like look like look at him have the type of seasons that a Westbrook is having, that a Harding can have, that a Lucas having right now, where he's just doing everything. This this entire season is a hundred percent a ramp up of let's get Michael uh, Michael Porter Jr. back in, let's get Jamal yeah. Murray yep. back in, and so we're not seeing the we're not having the same moments because that's not the focus this year. The focus is trying to get those other guys back in back in the mix. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So like it just it just looks it just looks different, but it also it's the same thing where it's like if you look at, at what the Warriors did a couple years ago, and it's like hey you can't have. You can't have um, Steph Curry or, or KD win MVP because you have good players on your team. Obviously, obviously they're not to that level in, in Denver. Yeah, but just Jamal Murray. Like, but like, it, but but you, you see what I'm saying? Like, he he doesn't yeah. have no help now, and that's yeah, that's yeah, the I, thing. That's not a chip on his belt like it was before. It's not part of the argument. That's yeah. what you mean. I just think like we see a lot of, like comments and not to say YouTube comments are no be all, but the general narrative around Jokic right now is that like he's not in these conversations that some of the top guys are like. Last year, if you're listing the top five players in the league, most smart people are going to put Jokic in their top three. Right now, because of recency bias, a lot of people might not. And I just think that's weird because the reasons for that are like so clear. You know what I mean? Like he's obviously not a worse player now because he's taking less shots for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we, so, so, so you would still ha- you would still have him in in your top three? Sure. I mean, I don't know if I if I if I ever did, he was like number three. I just think I wouldn't change my opinion on him based off from this year to last year. You know what I mean? So if you had him at four before, I think he's still four. If you had him at three, he's still three. Like, I don't think anything's changed. He's not worse this year by any means. Yeah, definitely. He's not worse. And I definitely agree with Donovan hit it literally right on the money. Like, and I, I think it's just because, like, people, like you said, like, we had this conversation a while ago, a couple of podcasts where you and Donovan were going at it tit for tat fucking for, like, felt like for 20 <laughs> minutes straight over Jokic winning the MVP or not. And, like, Jokic just trying to acclimate his people first and worrying about all, everything else later is a is a huge part of the reason why, you know what I'm saying, he's only averaging, what, 23 points per game this season. And I don't see envision him winning MVP or getting any real – well, he's, he's probably going to get, like, top 
top three chatter just because of not yeah, just yeah. because play himself there. The, the Nuggets are going to be fucking elite this season, or they are elite this season. But I don't think anyone's going to seriously consider him to win MVP like at all. Just yeah, because, and the thing is, he's probably not trying to win MVP. He's like he's been there, done that. He's probably trying to save himself a little bit, exactly. prepare for the playoffs by getting them acclimated. So, speaking I mean, about it is MVP, what it is. just for a quick second. It, we talked about this last podcast, last podcast, but it's still a damn, still damn shame. The Phoenix Suns are like number one in the West, and Devin Booker just dropped like forty four last night, and he still <laughs> has zero. I mean, hey, zero MVP talk at all. Do we care? <laughs> not, not, <one> <laughs> not at all. We do not care. God, bro, no. this is like, bro. If I was a Phoenix Suns fan, I'd be sick to my stomach. Sick, sick. Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> nah, I, I feel you. you're, you're right, but don't give a shit. Yeah, be like that. Let's not talk about it. Like <laughs> Another interesting. Uh, I, I want to get. I want to get get back to Jokic. I want to get back to a player that actually matters. Um, but. <laughs> But anyways, <laughs> listen, the Jamal Murray is actually taking more shots this year than Nikola Jokic, right? Jokic is Jokic is only taking 13.6 shots per game. Jamal Murray is at is at 15 and a half, even though that Jokic is shooting 62 percent and Jamal is at 43 percent like that. That's the reason why we're not seeing the MVP stuff and why we're not doing that, because, again, yep. it's not what this it's not what yeah. this year is about. What we should give him credit for is this is. This is the leadership type of stuff that we see Facts. and that we ask for from the stars. Like anybody else, yep. anybody else who's coming off of back-to-back MVPs can say, "Hey, this is my team. I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna get mine, and you guys can figure out where where you guys are gonna fit in." And he's saying from the jump, "It's about it's about my teammates because I know once I get to May, I'm gonna need Jamal Murray to be that. I'm gonna yep. need MPJ to be that. So we Facts. can we should give him his roses on that front and on the Ultimate leadership front." Leadership. And I mean, we we can we can go from there. He's still top five and do all that. I just don't think that MVP is in the cards for him right now. Yeah, my yeah, only yeah, worry sure. is that in the as the season progresses and as the postseason starts to live on or whatever, I don't want to mm-hmm. see him doing not coasting that he's doing at all. But I want to see him be more aggressive and take it up to that MVP level oh, yeah. notch. Yeah, he'll turn once up. He'll turn up. he's in the second round, third round, or whatever the case may be. That's, that's the thing, that's, though. I think he still is. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think taking less shots means he's not playing at the yeah. MVP level. Mm. You know what I mean? Like he's still doing playmaking, still making all the shots. Like yeah. I just think it's more like there's more possessions where Jamal Murray runs pick and rolls. Like not yeah. when Jokic has the ball, like with his fair share. Like he's still doing the same level of like you know he's not being passive by any means. He's yeah. had so an he, issue he, of being passive in the past, and I feel like that's that's a part of the reason why he had so? a little Wait, has he early in his career, early in his career. Okay, Back well, when he was fighting would, for minutes with fucking Yusuf Nurkic, de- yeah, most definitely had an issue <laughs> okay, with being well, passive. Okay, yeah, when he's when he's when he's fighting to to make the roster, yeah, but like <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think since he's become Nikola Jokic, he's been very comfortable taking enough shots and take and being like that guy. And mm. I mean, we we've seen this version of Jokic for what, three, four years now. Like, I don't think a lack of aggression, um, especially in terms of like shot taking from him, I don't think that's that's an that's an issue. I do see what you mean, though. Like, I'm saying that, like, it doesn't really matter, but I see what you mean that when you get to the big stages, you want the guy that shoots a 70% true shooting percentage to take more shots than not. So, I get what you mean. In terms of, like, right now, it's about getting Jamal integrated, but when it's crunch time, it needs to be more in Jokic's hands. So, I see your yeah. point. You need that ISO? You need, you need that, that, that yeah. Kobe ISO right here? Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's funny. Yeah, but I see your point. 
One thing before we get off the Nuggets, one thing I have to mention, Aaron Gordon has been incredible this year. Like, he does not get his flowers because he's Aaron Gordon and, like, who gets a shit, but yeah. <laughs> he's currently shooting 70% on twos and 38% on threes. Like, Ooh, if he wasn't playing as amazing Gordon. as he was, they would have struggled a lot more early in the season. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's fair. That's fair. My thing with Aaron Gordon, and like you said, like, Aaron Gordon might fall into that category of we do not care. Because the only he's made me not care about his actual basketball. He's the only thing that I like associate Aaron Gordon with is oh he got robbed in in the dunk contest twice. Damn, like, he's made that he's made that a very big part of his personality. So he can go and shoot fifty percent from three. I probably wouldn't care. I'd be like, listen, I'm I'm gonna need to see a dunk. Yeah, but it's been nice though because um, as we know, we're talking about Ron Murray a lot, but yeah. there's still Michael Porter Jr. is coming back this year, who. It's been all right. Like he's shooting still like forty two percent from three. He's being his normal sniper self. Still doing absolutely nothing with the ball in his hands. Just being a shooter. But I think the thing we saw with his restiness is he's not shooting from two quite as well. Because like back before he got hurt, him and Jokic had this like amazing connection with backdoor cuts. Where anytime MPJ caught the ball going downhill, it was an automatic dunk. We haven't seen that this year. But Aaron Gordon has kind of taken that role in a lot of plays, and yeah. he, that's why he's being so amazing from twos right now. It's pretty good to see. This team just works in unison. I love it, bro. Every pairing feeds yeah. off of each other extremely well. Yeah. And they got KCP. Like this, Everything makes so much sense on paper for them. Yeah. Question for y'all. So if Mike Porter Jr. is just relegated to just be a three-point shooter, do you think that's okay for for Denver, considering that like Bones Highland has really taken in, like a step forward in this offense and that like he can be Good kind question. of the, the like driving type of force? Uh, I think it's okay in that it won't make the team worse. Like they'll be yeah. good, but it's not okay in that you're paying this guy max money to be Kyle Korver, but big. <laughs> so like at a certain point, they're gonna get to the point financially where it's gonna be hard to pay all these guys, and some people are gonna kicked out the door. And when that becomes the case, it's gonna be tough when this guy does nothing with the ball in his hands. Yeah, exactly. Like short term, yeah, it's okay. Like as long as they're winning, doing their thing. You have Bones Highland who's doing all the things that he can't do. But, like, yeah, like, long-term, you pay him all that money for a fucking reason. He was a top, like, three recruit a couple years ago, and he was Mm -hmm. supposed to be a top three draft pick back in the 2018 draft for a fucking reason. He has all this potential, and they paid him based off of that potential, just not for him to fulfill it, you know? They they need him to fulfill it. Mm -hmm. And it's not like, like, people could easily say, like, oh, he's like Clay Thompson. Clay doesn't do a whole lot with the ball in his hands, but... Prime Clay, let alone being a better shooter, but Prime yeah. Clay was also a very impactful defensive player. You'll never be able to say the same thing about. You'll never say that about stiff ass Michael Porter Jr. That's so, what I was about to say. Yeah, stiff back ass. If you're giving shooting, great. You're not giving defense. You're not giving playmaking. You're not giving shot creation. Like you got to check at least two of these boxes. You know what I mean? Facts. Yeah. All right, makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, but no, I, they're an interesting team. We all predicted them to be very high in the West standings before the season. I think I might have had him as the one seed. I think we all had. I yeah. think we all had them as, as the yeah. one seed. Listen, they're only a game back the of Phoenix. They're only they're only a game back of Phoenix yeah. right now. And so, listen, I, we keep harping on Phoenix being irrelevant. Don't let Denver get the number one seed because I promise <laughs> you, we will never talk. I about I don't the Phoenix think side. Damian Lee's gonna <laughs> make that happen, man. You should have seen what he did to the Beam team last <laughs> night. So I heard you they was keep, a Beam team fan. <laughs> they keep, bro. They keep working out after these games. Oh my goodness, that There's was terrible, chumps. bro. Oh one thing my about the Suns, real quick. DeAndre Ayton is coming alive in the past week. And yeah. he's been putting up like 28 points, 30 points, like looking really good. And that's an encouraging sign. It Hold is. up. 
I see a bug on my floor across the room. I gotta this kill guy. this bitch for it. Oh, he's scary. Y'all keep talking. Exterminator Isaac this in the guy. building. You know, you know, you know, you know why DeAndre Ayton is, is playing is playing as well as he is, right? He got the, yeah. Listen, he got the. Uh, he he shaved his facial hair. Oh yeah, he has listen, his little goatee. He's looking real islandy right now. Like he's. He, oh okay. He's looking real islandy right now. He his his like facial hair has finally grown into his like old man face. <laughs> It's it's a it's a it's a great thing to see. I think I think Look, as a as a whole, he's finally coming together. I was so concerned as to where you were going with this, but let's focus on the real. And you have to give I killed the bug. Booker his flowers, bro. Finally, okay, I can stop talking about D book now. Thank God. <laughs> What's next? <laughs> it was a grasshopper jumping around. I was throwing slides. I don't know if you could hear it in the mic, but it's yeah, quite the ordeal. That shit. <laughs> Sounds like you were getting stomped out. I was like, holy shit, we're fucked. <laughs> Love that. Okay. <laughs> and no more talking about the signs. Don't give a fuck. Don't forget it either. We do not give a fuck about the signs. I'll be the yeah. on record. We are the podcast that doesn't give a fuck about the signs. Yeah. <laughs> Third team we got to talk about today. We got to talk about my new favorite young point guard in the NBA. Move aside, Trey Young. This is Tyrese Halliburton's league. Let's the go. Pacers Let's go. are the biggest Hell. surprise of the season. The Pacers yeah. pass of the Jazz is the biggest surprise. The Pacers are a legitimately good team. Tyrese Halliburton has made the leap to being a future potential superstar. And I'd love to see it. We're talking. We're talking. We're talking oh about the Pacers God. before the Suns. This is fantastic. Yeah, this is dirty. This is. We're talking about Indianapolis, bro. People are really and gonna I do have it over that. and over again. People I want your head. Tyree- <laughs> I will have a Tyrese Halliburton segment on every episode of this podcast. Yeah, oh, I God. love Tyrese Halliburton, oh, bro. I, I one thing that I absolutely hate myself of hate myself over is not naming him. The MIP. I 110% believe that this dude is going to be and should be without a question, not a down my mm-hmm. mind, an all star. And I fucking want to like just choke myself out when I when I go back and listen to that podcast of me naming Jalen Brunson. <laughs> Even though Jalen Brunson is fucking hooping out of his it's ass okay. right now, it's, it's just going crazy. Listen, listen <laughs> it's not, it's not, I'm I'm good at my predictions. Okay, it's not. Is okay. everything good at home? No. Are you going to something? Look at the Hawks record. Look at what the, my team is fucking doing. You ask me if everything's okay right now. Hey, hey, hey. hey. Is Tyrese Halliburton this better is about than Tyrese? Tyrese. Tyrese is fucking elite. I love this, the way he plays year. basketball, bro. <laughs> this year. Yeah. So, really get in real quick. Tyrese Halliburton is playing at an all-star level. The past three games, he's actually had 40 assists and zero turnovers. Think about that for a second. That's never happened before in NBA history. Yeah. And he also has 60 points. So, That's, like, he's at these ridiculous 20 and 13 and in 20 and 13 over, over the last three game stretch game. with zero, with zero turnovers. turnovers that's maddening that's, that's, that's insane that's yeah. insane so Definition before the season before the season in our hot take segment oh we forgot to do hot takes yeah oh wow oh. we did we'll, we'll get back to that we'll do it at the end this season before the season started somebody asked us as a hot take are Shea Gildas Alexander and Tyrese Halliburton going to be all-stars we said yes Shea probably not Tyrese because his team's going to suck yeah. He is playing at the level we thought, but we thought the team would hold him back. This team's not going to hold him back. They're currently like the five seed or something like that. They're really good. Yeah, and a lot of Pacers fans, just interestingly enough, are fucking in, are in low-key shambles because we all know that this is not good for them. Uh, I remember when we had Kenny on our podcast, we did like, you know, what team deserves Wemby Nyama, and I was like, bro, I want to see fucking Tyrese and Wemby fucking hoop. That's the best basketball. <laughs> That's the best basketball outcome, period. For Wembenyama and um, Tyrese Halliburton, bro. Uh, yeah. But what were you saying? Were we, it sounded like you were about to say something important, Donovan. 
<laughs> Listen, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know about this. Uh, here's what I'm gonna say about about the Pacers. Ty, Tyrese is, is hooping, and they're doing all of this with two guys who we thought were gonna be out of there at the beginning of the year, and Miles Turner and Buddy Hield. We Miles Turner tweeted out, you know, he tweeted out the like "Come get me" or something like that, trying to, you know, yeah. send, send. But he went on Adrian Wojnarowski's podcast. Tom also, if I was the Lakers, I would trade for me. Yeah, he, he was he was trying to, he was trying to send the bat signal doing. out. He was trying to send the bat signal out to LA for them to come get them, and somehow they've managed to be twelve and eight. Benedict Matherin is fantastic. Um, he's he's yeah he's he's him, and I just like I'm I'm very very shocked because not only is the offense is the offense at like playing at a at a really high level, they're thirteenth in the league for the, for the year in defensive rating. Right, and so this isn't a yeah. this isn't a situation like like the Sacramento Kings, and I, I don't I don't I don't want to hate on the Kings. I actually want to apologize to the Kings fans. I was I was hating j- just to hate. I'm I'm actually being, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm actually on the beam team now. But for there the Pacers, go. like they're not just running up and down the court trying to outscore everybody, right? Like they're top, they're upper half in the league in both categories, and that's really really big. And that and like Isaac said, they they are a legitimately good team. Like they do yeah. it on both ends of the floor. Let's talk about how. Let's talk about this roster construction because I think it's like the perfect recipe to be a fun team. You know what I mean? Like their whole thing is they have this elite driving force point guard who is pretty heliocentric at this point. He's like a 30% usage rate, which is like really high. It's like top five in the league. Of course, yeah. And then they surround him with hella spacing. So not only do they have shooters like Andrew Nemhard, Buddy Heald, um, I'm blanking on who else. Oh, Aaron Neesmith, like tons of wings that can shoot threes really high level. But the biggest piece that's put it together this year is Miles Turner, who's been hooping his ass off now that he's a yeah. full-time center and not this like weird four next to DeMontis Sabonis, so he's always yeah. behind the like out of the arc. He's a true five now who's given them that five-out spacing. And they're not the best three-point shooting team in the league. They're like middle of the pack, but their volume is super high. And the spacing that's being created for Tyrese to go in and pick teams apart with his elite passing it's just incredible. It's, 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 it's very clear why they're the tenth best offense. Yeah. So for for Tyrese, just just some numbers uh, for some for some context according to, to cleaning to cleaning the glass. So he's in the ninety eighth percentile in usage rate. He's at twenty nine percent. He's in Jesus. the one hundredth percentile in assist percentage at fifty one percent. Yeah. Good lord. That is for those who don't know these percentiles. A hundredth percentile means he's better than a hundred percent of the league. So he's yeah. number one. 98th percentile means it's better than 98% of the league, so he's top 2%. So it's crazy. And the assist percentage, what what percentage of his teammate shots did he assist on? And he's assisting on over half of his teammate shots. It's it's, it's ridiculous. It's, yeah. So like when you talk about him him being heliocentric, like it's it's very, very cool to see somebody this young like make those reads. And he made the read two nights ago to to find to find the open shooter to hit the buzzer beater against the Los Angeles Lakers. Love seeing the Lakers um in shambles. It's fantastic. <laughs> but like those those are those are the kinds of plays that, that you're seeing from Halliburton really on a on a nightly basis. Yeah. And so and I to, think what's up? Nah. I was just gonna add on to that and to think that this dude fell all the way to I forget what pick he was, but he was a thirteen in the later end of the lottery, like thirteen to the Sacramento Kings. Guys like Kellyan Hayes fucking went before him, bro. Kellyan Hayes. Nasty. What a stray. Leave Kellyan alone. Fucking, fucking <laughs> nah, he's nasty, bro. He's and bad at basketball. What, yeah, he's bad at basketball. Speaking about bad, the only I love everything about Tyrese Halliburton's game. He don't hold the ball. He don't even though he's like a ball dominant point guard. He don't. It doesn't feel like he's dragging the offense or yeah. ever holds the ball too long. His pacing is CP3 fucking like. It's insane. 
But one thing about him that always throws me off is that whenever he shoots the ball, yesterday I saw him hit a goddamn sidestep. I swear to God, I thought that was gonna hit the off the off the left side of the backboard. And he catches <laughs> every shot that he shot every shot that he shoots, it looks so off, but it's so cash. He's shooting like 38 or 41 percent from the three-point line. It's ridiculous yeah. out here. Ugly ass jumper. And this but leads me to it's a ugly, TikTok but segment, it works. Isaac. I'm gonna name some NBA point guard. I'm gonna name some point guards, and I want you to let me know would you rather have them or Tyrese Halliburton. Did I say that oh, right? Okay. Ooh. Quick, quick transition yeah. into the TikTok fire. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Darius Garland. Fuck. You know I'm the biggest Darius Garland. <laughs> I'm the biggest Darius Garland fan in the world, but I might have to pick Tyrese Halliburton. I don't know. <laughs> this is hard. That's this is crazy. Is he why is kicking his ass or what? I'm going to take Darius. I'm going to take Darius just because I've seen him do it before over a longer period of time. But I, if you took Tyrese, I would not be mad. I think that the size Tyrese has will make him a little bit better of a defender in their primes when they both get to a decent level. Yeah. And as great as Darius is, I think Tyrese is a little bit higher of a ceiling as a playmaker. Wow. Like He's going to be a top five passer in the NBA. I'm pretty confident yeah. in that. The only thing that separates them a little bit for me and why I might pick Darius, I'm probably going to pick Darius Garland is because of the amount of separation that he can create and just how nice yeah. his handles are. I think that kind of takes it to a level, yeah. but again, the defense that Ty- Tyrese can provide. Anyways. There's no wrong okay. answer. I love both these players with all my heart. Yeah, That's a exactly. crazy way to start. All right. Yeah, LaMelo just... Ball. Oh, I'm taking Tyrese. Oh, I'm taking Tyrese. <laughs> I think LaMelo is getting kind of underrated. He's also incredible. Yeah. I think they're incredibly similar players, which is yeah. wild given their draft difference i guess I, I guess i'll give it to tyrese but i'm not confident <laughs> in that at all like lamella might be better i don't know man i already know i already know donovan's agenda against him all right De'Aaron fox oh tyrese halliburton i'm i have no issue saying that i'm, I'm, ta- I'm taking tyrese Darren's great he's had a fantastic season but i think it's gonna be very soon that tyrese is gonna be a clearly better player because the playmaking is at such a higher level I think that the the ceiling yeah. that or listen may, maybe this is maybe it's not it probably is the ceiling though the ceiling that De'Aaron Fox is reaching this year that's just gonna be a level for Tyrese Halliburton like he still yeah. has he still has ways to go and so I'll Back. take Tyrese. You think I think he, it's a question now and this yeah. is the best version we'll ever see of De'Aaron Fox and Tier wow. and Tyrese like Donovan said still has room to grow. Wow, that's crazy. I think that I think y'all are slightly disrespecting the Aaron Fox. Uh, I think he possibly has another ceiling left to go up there. But yeah, maybe I I'm just agree with Tyrese too much. But I, th- I think he's him. <laughs> I agree with you. You're not wrong at all. How many names was that? Did I give three or was that? You give three. You give three. You need, you need a couple more. No, you're fine. Right, have, cool. Listen, however many names you want to throw out there. Yeah, you have any more questions? Any more people you want to put them against? No, nah, I let's, think those are the, the toughest gauntlet. questions. I need, I need, I need just tough questions. I can't ask Jar or fucking Trey or anything like that. So I think yeah, that's, yeah, come on. Uh, don't make me shit on Tyrese. Yeah, hey, yeah. you said Trey. Trey's a question now. Get the fuck out of here. Tyrese. Don't, don't. I'm do just that. kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I think, the, I think the last one, Listen. the last one would be: Would you rather have Shay or or Tyrese? I think that's <sighs> like the last level. That's hard. I don't even want to go there. That's hard. Shay, give us Hold on, say that. Save that. Save that. Don't talk about that. I think we have Shay. that later. <laughs> yes. Save that. We have that in the TikTok segments later. <laughs> okay. I forgot. Okay, but going back to the Pacers real quick to wrap it up, we mentioned they also have a top defense. I think they're 13th, you said? Yeah. What's interesting is, let me pull this up. They're currently, they have the number one rim defense in the league. COVID. Good. <laughs> 
Yeah, sure. they have the they have the number one rim defense in the league in terms of percentage allowed. I mean, in terms of efficiency when teams get there. Mm-hmm. But they are 28th in frequency. So teams are getting there all the time, but they're shooting very poorly. And to me, that makes total sense when you think about the roster construction. Because like we said, they have all these guards who are shooters. Naturally, they're not the best defenders. But credit to Miles Turner because Buddy Hill's getting blown by every play. Naismith's yeah. getting blown by every play. But Miles Turner is shutting that shit down every single time they get to the rim better than anybody. So props to him. Pacers fans, this is the time of their life. I remember back in my prime YouTube days. Time I was of their life. Bullied. They made Eastern Conference Finals bro, in like compared, the last decade. Bro. In the last 10 years. Okay. They've, in oh, the last 10 years. Ever they, since. They, they've ever made since. Finals. After their Paul George days, okay, I'm talking about, like, you know what I'm saying, recent history, okay? Most of our fans are known but 12, 13, 14 years old. So <laughs> they still made the playoffs. What do you, what they, do you mean? Like, look, they've never okay. bottomed out as a franchise. Okay, historian. Fine, fine. We don't care about that. We don't care about the Paul George days, even though it's near and dear to my heart. I got a PG-13 jersey right there. But this is the time of their life. I'm so happy that they're – out of this mid-ass category. Now the only team left that I need to, you know what I'm saying, I need them to snap out of whatever fucking they're literally illness that they the have. Like they're they're the definition the of mid right now. Who? <laughs> I'm on your head. I'm on, Who, I'm on your head. Wait, no, no, you no, did the, not just no, say. The, the Pacers. They're they're fourth they're fourth in the East. They're they're like thirteenth in defense, mid. Like No, they're not they're, no, they're not they're not mid. They're not a mid team. Okay, okay. What are we talking about? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just playing around. Playing around. <laughs> I was gonna go yeah, there. You're, you're right, you though. It's, it's a very good time. There's lots of hope for the Pacers. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most hope the Pacers have had in a long time because Facts. Tyrese is on the ceiling at, to rebuild around. They haven't had that since Paul George. Facts. What a what a great bow to what a a great way to tie that up. That's fantastic. <laughs> this is why good we job. are the TD three. Good for them. <laughs> okay. You know what we're gonna do now. We're going to move on to the aforementioned TikTok segments. Let's do it. TikTok. We got these hot first takes we're to gonna get do, to. Oh, yeah. Let's do the hot takes first because I completely forgot about those. So, I got some NBA hot takes for y'all like always. Y'all let me know if these are W takes or L takes. First one, Devilish says that teams should... Can't talk. Devilish <laughs> says that teams should stop drafting centers high if they want to win. I'm going That's to give L this take? an L take because there are certain centers Bail. out there. What does that like, mean? If there was another Nikola Jokic or uh, Joel Embiid, you 100 times out of 100, depending Easily. on how the other draft prospects are, take them number one. You could argue that three of the best five players in the world right now are all big men between Giannis, Jokic, and Embiid. Like, the position is just as great as ever when you have these guys come in the league that are ultra-skilled and playmakers from the position. We can't let people like James Wiseman and DeAndre Ayton as top picks make us think that they're just impossible to find good ones. Also, Facts. basketball is not like that. It's not, it's not like football where you can be like, oh, we're, we don't draft running backs in the first round. If you, yeah, have, yeah. if you have a good player and good talent, you go and you take them as high as, exactly. you, as, high as you think. And victors are coming right around the corners. Like, obviously, big men are going to be highly yeah, drafted for quite some time. Dumbass. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to include that. <laughs> okay, next one. Fawn Ryder says that Allen Iverson is the best player to never win a championship. That's false. Um, James Harden. Probably James, an take. <laughs> James Harden. James Harden is better. Charles Barkley is better. Um, People are going to hate that you said James Harden is better yeah. than Allen Iverson, but it's absolutely correct. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, uh, but like, it's tough. Yeah. There's, there's, we all like AI more, but come on. Facts. Yeah, LJ. Yeah. But the answer is Charles Barkley, even outside of James Harden. True. Yeah. All right, cool, yeah. <laughs> Listen, simple that was easy. easy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was. 
Last one. JC says that Andrew Wiggins is better than Brandon Ingram. That's an L take. L. I can just L's around the board initially, like try to see my way through it, but my boy, I can't see my way through it. That's an L. You can't do that. Like, uh, actually, Andrew Wiggins contributed to winning on a championship team. He can blow. No, it's not fucking true. Brandon Ingram is much better. Yeah. Maybe the gap isn't as big as it used to be now that we're seeing Wiggins find a role for himself, but Andrew Wiggins has a much higher. I mean, but Brandon Ingram has a much higher ceiling. Yeah. No, he's out of his mind, bro. (laughs) Okay. Well, those are hot takes for the day. Sorry, they were bad, I guess. I didn't pick good ones that were debatable. (laughs) (laughs) Next thing we got. What's next? We're going to do a draft because we know how much you guys love them. So I'm going to start trying to give us one to do every week. There are most viewed videos by far every single week. So let's give the people what they want. (laughs) But today's one is going to be a little interesting. It's not going to be about the players playing on the court. It's going to be a little different. I've been waiting for this. Okay. I've been waiting. Let's draft NBA lineups based on how good of... How do I phrase this? Uh, Let's draft NBA lineups based on who has the best hands. Who do you want with you in a bar fight? (laughs) Okay, okay. Listen, I like this. (laughs) This is right up my alley. I have first pick, right? I have first pick? Yeah, you got first pick. I got second pick. Mo has third pick. I can see most cameras pause. He is currently Googling Fuck names. you. Fuck you. Fuck you. She's a cheater. She's a cheater. <laughs> I will go first. Undeniable. Give me Ron Artest. First pick. Oh, I was hoping you didn't pick him. Come on now. Come on now. That's, <laughs> that's easy. That's funny. Amazing pick. I, listen, Damn, I, it pick. could just be me and him. We're good. <laughs> We're good. That's what, oh, I have second pick. I didn't even realize. I'm unprepared yeah. too. I'm just like you. Oh, Number two, studying, bitch. <laughs> give me, give me the enforcer. Give me Bill Lambeer. Mm, nice. Okay. Listen, he, that's cool. He's not the most I'm talented gonna... player, but he's gonna punch the motherfuckers. Yeah, he also got solid. punched a lot. <laughs> he yeah. was getting beat up too. So like, okay. But I like. Don't him, have you Actually, no, 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 I don't want Bill Lambeer. No, too bad. Too, too, too bad. No, you. Mm-mm. Yeah, you gotta pick him. You gotta keep him, bro. Who's yeah. your number one pick again, Donovan? Ron Artest. Okay, cool. You got Ron Artest. I'm gonna go ahead. Give me Ben Wallace, good pick, and then give good me pick. James Jones. That's his name, right? No, no, no. James Jones. James Johnson. James Johnson. <laughs> Too I bad. Major selection. No, 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 no. Hey, James you, Jones. You James cannot Jones. do that. Y'all yes. cannot do that. You said Y'all his name. cannot do that. It's not my fault. You're not prepared for this draft. Listen, listen. <laughs> Y'all cannot do that. Y'all know exactly who I'm talking about. He one of the last times, one of the last best seasons he's had. Okay, he, okay. Just say it again. You can pick. James, just say it again. James Johnson. James Johnson. All right. Fine. Okay. He knows ta- Taekwondo, bro. You cut your head off. He <laughs> <laughs> got that high eye in him. Yeah. Second pick. Give me Junkyard Dog. Give me Zach Randolph. Oh, that's mm. good. That's good. The bully's bully. I, I like that. The first round, that's honestly. tough. That's yourself. so underrated. Yourself. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I should have picked him earlier. Okay. So, I have Ron Artest. I have Ron Artest with me. Give me Steven Jackson, Captain Jack. I'm oh, taking, good pick. I'm taking him. And then... On top of that, see, I don't know if I should go scrappy, try try to get try to get you know a little like size, try to get some value there, or if I should go with a with a big man. Here's here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go with another kind of mid sized guy. Give me Matt Barnes. Give, give me Matt okay. Barnes. It's a solid Matt, solid right, Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes drove thirty hours. <laughs> drove <Yeah>. a, <laughs> drove down <laughs> drove down the PCAs to go fight Derek Fisher. He he's about it. Yeah, that's, yeah that's, a a, that's a good pick. Black force, black Air Force energy right there. You know who I'm picking? Fuck the hands. 
Give me Gilbert Arenas because I know in a bar fight he's packing <laughs> every time. He's got hey, my back. Hey, man. You oh read the God. title of this video. This is not what we talk <laughs> oh about. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> he said, fuck the hands. I- All right, I'm going to be protected. What? I'm good. You oh know what? Gosh. <laughs> I got to go ahead and pick a big body. I don't even know if those little weak-ass bullets can stop for by to say. I got to say Shaq. Give me Shaq on my team. And then okay. along with Shaq. Shaq can't fight. Along with Shaq, what? Are you kidding me? Along with Shaq, <laughs> give me Draymond Green. We know. I don't have to say Oh, you're, you're getting pieced up. Draymond's you're picking no. Draymond Green, bro. Give me Dennis Robin. Dennis Robin is being the living shit out of Draymond Green. Oh, I forgot Dennis was there. The recency <laughs> bias kicking my ass. <laughs> All right. So I'm just going to pick people from the 2004 Indiana Pacers. Yeah. <laughs> so give, give me, please give me Jermaine O'Neal. Um, okay. on, on top of that, and then I will finish. I will finish my roster with um, who, who am I gonna listen? Low key, under underrated fighter. Uh, could throw. Well, actually, no. okay, this is tough. I was not prepared for my fifth pick, so I will. I will. <laughs> <laughs> I I completely for, forgot about this. Um, you know what? Give me Brandon Ingram. I like, okay, Ingram. Brandon I like Ingram that. Brandon Ingram swinging him. I feel you. He's he's actually thrown a punch in an NBA fight, and yeah. there's not a lot of guys yeah. who can say that. That's fine. I like that one. That's respect. You know what I'm gonna do? My last pick. I was gonna pick Jermaine O'Neal to go more hands. Give me Demar Derozan. Mm. You oh. don't want to fuck with Demar Derozan. Yes. If you know, you know. But you oh, you got Demar. Demar? It's okay because I got John Wall. I got gang signed John Wall. It's gonna be a whole do shootout he's right here. That we fair have, bro. You got you got fake gang signed player. I, I got Demar Derozan. If you know what I mean. Oh hell yeah. no, you crazy. Oh hell no. no. I just, I just got that <laughs> one. set up a time that, place. Good. Let's run it. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah, I got John Wall. It's gonna you be a hilarious video. That we ended that perfectly. You gonna edit that one first? Okay. I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> God, I can't wait to watch that TikTok. Yeah, this could be so. Good. Okay, so yeah, next one's gonna be a little different. <laughs> Going back to basketball, who are the most fun teams to watch in the NBA now? Listen, I listen. I gotta give it up for the Sacramento Kings. Wow, they gotta be up there. <laughs> listen, I'm on They're the, the Pass MVPs. I'm on the Beam team. Light it up <laughs> to everybody. The the Kings are very fun to watch. Wow, that boy finally yeah. got the hay out of his heart. Oh. I did. I did. Yeah, that's a great pick. What about you, Mo? All I've been watching is the Hawks, so I'm kind of depressed, bro. So I don't know if this is the right question for me. <laughs> but when I need to change my mood around, I have to say the Phoenix Suns. Seeing Damian Lee You're who, like how he is is kind of different. No, You're I'm lying. so serious. The Phoenix Cap. Suns, bro. Capper. <laughs> terrible pick they haven't been as great as usual this year but for me it's still the golden state cap. warriors okay. <laughs> it's still okay. the warriors for me like cap even though they've been struggling steph curry is so electric like yeah. you got to watch them night in night out basis that's yeah fair. cap that's aside fair. for me personally you can say i was showing whatever cap aside i really love watching davis going in the cleveland cavaliers oh with the Cavs are a great pick for sure good good yeah. Listen, Especially listen. because Donovan Mitchell was randomly turned into fucking ninety six Jordan this year, so like, yeah. we, we can we can get you on the right path now. You're you're headed towards <laughs> towards prosperity. Yeah. I see the way. <laughs> I believe you this time. I promise. I see the way. Obviously, the Grizzlies are in the conversation just because John Morant night in night out basis is electric. Yeah, absolutely. 
I want to say the New Orleans Pelicans. There should be up there, but sadly they're not. I, I can count on my hands. I feel like how many they're dunks not. Zion has got off, bro. Not as many. There's as too many mid range jumpers going on there. Too many cooks in the kitchen. Like it's, they're a great team. They're good, but not that fun to watch. Yeah, also, exactly. listen, when Lamelo is there, when Lamelo's there, the Hornets, the Hornets are up there. A combination of Lamelo Ball and Eric Collins as the announcer, and <laughs> that's a that's a yeah. dynamic duo. That is all that's the a, adrenaline that's a I need, combo. bro. That is all yep. the journal I need. Facts. Nice. Oh, another team that's a sleeper is the Orlando Magic. I fucking love watching Franz Bobo fucking hoop out of his ass and also Paolo. Beautiful. Yeah, that's nice. Even, that's yeah. nice. Good pick. Even though it's, it's a, poverty basketball, it's hella fun. So this, that's a little that's a little deep cut pick. Yeah. They, they, yeah they, For me, they, the Raptors are also in there. Just seeing all these 6'9 guys do all oh, these nah. things and spread the ball. I love the Raptors. I know you hate them for no reason, but I love the yeah. Raptors. Hell no! Nah. Shout out to Pascal, but <laughs> you must not have been watching OG this year. OG is taking. Oh, that OG is different. Are oh, you right about OG is different? He's yeah. different. Nice. Okay, well that's end of that segment. Look out for that one to be sponsored. If you saw the first version here, you'll see a little surprise at the end. Shout out to the real fans. Next up, let's go the other way. Who are the least fun teams to watch in the NBA? The, the Los Hawks. Angeles Lakers. Gotta be. As a Lakers fan, I fucking hate it. It's the worst thing in the world to watch the Lakers. It's terrible. Oh it's goodness. terrible. It's, it's it's terrible. You got Russell Westbrook making stupid plays every five minutes. You got LeBron James who doesn't even look like he cares about basketball anymore. You got <laughs> Anthony Davis who listen, I'm not gonna say anything about AD. He's done his job. He stepped up. Yeah. So to Anthony Davis, congratulations. But every night <laughs> I turn on the TV watching the Lakers, thinking I'm gonna have fun. And every night, I have the worst time of my fucking life. I, just, I don't know why I do it. It's masochism. You lie to yourself I, every night. I feel yeah. the exact same way except for the Atlanta Hawks. There's nothing worse than watching a team who's supposed to be good be incrementally worse. Yeah. Why is my fucking gear? Another team in a similar vein is the Timberwolves. Oh, damn. Individually, Terrible. Anthony Edwards, Anthony Edwards, fun to watch. Cat, kind of fun to watch. Gobert, not so fun. Put all of them together, it's fucking awful. The yeah. fit is horrible. Yeah. Honorable mention should be the Miami Heat. I don't think they've been playing that bad of basketball. I've never liked watching them. Come in and out of the lineup every time. Swear to God, I seen I seen someone who used to be my manager at Best Buy go in there and hoop and he he was playing super well against the fucking Atlanta Hawks. Who knows, bro? Life is crazy. A lot of people are going to say the Sixers, but I disagree because I'm a James Harden fan and I think Joel Embiid is electric. So I like watching them, but I understand if you don't. Oh, we forgot the Wizards. The Washington Wizards. Bro, are they, the have, they have three 20 point scores. Relax. They, they are, They're not it, that bad to watch. That doesn't, I don't hate that Washington Wizards. I the don't hate Washington Wizards just because Kyle Kuzma's fun. If they didn't have yeah. Kyle Kuzma and I didn't have that Lakers connection to him, it'd probably be terrible. They're the definition of of mid. Like they're they're just a they're just a basketball team. But they're good. Like they have they have guys they have guys that fill out the stereotypical roles, but they don't do anything. You got good mid yeah. and you got bad mid. They're good mid, so I wouldn't put them in that conversation. Yeah. They're mid, like I like watching them a little bit, but it's hard they're to be mid super with fun chance, when your top two players. Like, they're still mid. Yeah. It's hard y'all, to be fun to watch when your top two players are Beal and Porzingis. Like, nothing yeah. about that sounds exciting. Yeah, y'all really need to fire up on the Charlotte Hornets. Who the hell wants to see Bro, you got it fucked up because I don't watch the Charlotte Hornets. I'm not an Thank idiot. God. Good. <laughs> <laughs> y'all don't watch them? No, I watch them a little bit. I don't watch every team, but like... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we gotta watch every team to do our jobs well, but yeah. I, they're probably the team I watch the least, along with like the Spurs. Yeah. So, I haven't got too many games this year. I'll tell you that. Not with Lamelo going. 
But okay, Definitely. that wraps up that segment. We got our hate off. That was, that was pretty funny. <laughs> Next one. Donovan, I think you have a question for us regarding some points per game lines. Yeah. All right. Let me let me pull up let me pull up my notes and and get these matchups ready. <clears throat> Host D. Yep. Yep. All right. All right. I'm. <clears throat> let's see. How are we gonna frame this? <laughs> All right. So y'all, let me know which player is averaging more points per game this year, or yeah. which player do y'all think is averaging more points per game this year? Yeah. All right. I. I I'm. Okay. Which player? Okay. Which which player? Dang, dang it! Yeah, he doesn't it. do this usually. I know, I know, I know. I'm, I'm rusty. I listen, I haven't done this in like in like six pods. I'm so rusty right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Which player do you guys think is averaging more points this year? All right. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll probably work on that. Um, <laughs> all right. Jason Tatum or Kevin Durant? Ooh, Ooh, this is tough. I know they're both averaging over thirty. Did one yeah. of them fall out of that? I think Durant I know, is. Did they? I think Durant is, bro. Just the other night, he dropped forty-four or something like that. Or four. He, yeah, he, not, he not went. 44. He went crazy against the. He dropped against like the forty-five magic. or forty-six, uh, or something like that. So yeah, maybe Tatum, Tatum dropped like twenty-nine point four. I'll go Durant. You're yeah. both wrong. Oh, should have known. Jason Tatum is averaging thirty point eight points per game. Kevin Durant is averaging thirty flat. You bitch. This is so close. <laughs> yeah, you're an ass. <laughs> <laughs> I had, to, had, to, had to do. Had to do. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. Anthony Simons or Zion Williamson? Ooh. Oh, now, dude, this is by a point and a half. They're both averaging 22 points. I think Anthony Simons is averaging like 23. I think it might be just Anthony by a little bit. Oh, I thought he said Anthony Edwards. My bad. So I'm going to no, say no. Anthony. All right. Well, you guys are both right on this one. Simons is, averaging, Simons is averaging 23 and a half. Zion's averaging 22 it. and a half. Yeah. Shocking. I think right. I just heard that in a pod lately that Anthony is a 23. So do your research, kids. All right. Jalen Brown or De'Aaron Fox? Oh, that's a hard one. De'Aaron Fox. I think he's like 26, close to 27, isn't he? So I got to go him. I got to go Jalen Brown. He's been hooping. He's averaging like 25, 26. De'Aaron Fox is having and a And De'Aaron's been on a slump him. recently, too. All right. Well, Mo, you are correct. Yeah! You can't hold me. You can't hold me. De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox is averaging 24.8 points per game. Jalen Brown is averaging Mm. 26.1. I'm in my bag. Very good season for Jalen. I do my research. And lastly, Paul George or Nikola Jokic? Oh, this is So we know Jokic is at 23. Is Paul George above 23? He's been missing a lot of games. He's missed a lot of games. He's missed a lot of games. This is tough because we were talking about how passive fucking Jokic was. I'm going to say Paul George has been averaging more, though. Uh, I'm going to say Paul George is averaging 21. I think he's having a slow year. Nikola Jokic is averaging more points. Actually, no, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Paul George is averaging more points than Nikola Jokic. I'm in my bag. My bad, my bad, my bad. Paul George, is <laughs> Paul George is averaging 23.6. Nikola Jokic is averaging 23. Damn. Yep. I know ball That's, and you don't. All right. Get those, your those are the four <laughs> matchups I got for y'all. Cool. That was good. You Fine. fucked me up at the end. I got you. <laughs> okay. Next one, Mo. I think you have something for us now regarding some 2K lineups. Yep. Let's go ahead and uh, run it Here back. Here we this go. My I'm glad I don't top. have to play Mo in these 2K ratings. Because <laughs> I actually play 2K. So. Oh, yeah. oh you're, you're like, fucked. Dang. Nah, Isaac, Isaac really do be on the game. That sucks. <laughs> I'm cooked. Nah, I don't play that much anymore. 2K's dead. Whole community's gone. We got to oh, get on FIFA. 
We have to. We're we doing have to, the to, lineups, right? Fuck, I forgot. We have to go FIFA as a as a. Oh yeah, send us send, send us the first one one by one. Can y'all guess these NBA teams by their two K ratings? Okay, right. first one. The point okay. guard is okay. The shooting guard is the weakest point of the team. Center is this the 76ers? No, no, there's no. there's no there's no way. There's no way. It has to be the Denver Nuggets. Oh, no. though. Yeah, it's the Denver it has Nuggets. To be the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, yep. it's obviously yep. Nuggets. That was great. That was great. Okay. Moby that was there. a that was a that was a that was an easy one if you ask me. All right. Yeah, Jokic to ninety six is dead giveaway. It's either him or Joel Embiid. Yeah, absolutely. That that's there's no there's no going over that one at all. All right, what about this team? Okay, so we got an elite point guard, clearly, and a pretty good shooting guard. So my first thought is it's either the Hawks or the Blazers. Do I think Avery's not at eighty six, is he? I don't think so. I don't think not not yet. Here's the thing. It's got to be the Hawks. Uh, is okay. That's so your the final center, guess. The center is an eighty. The center is an eighty. Clint Capella, eighty. I'll go with eighty three. Eighty three. John Collins, a power forward. This is the Hawks. But it's also but Jeremy Grant's also nice. But there's there's no way Anthony. Is that your is final nice. guess, Isaac? This is the Hawks. We're going no. with the Hawks. Oh, so no. it's, oh, is the, the Blazers? Blazers? No. What? Oh wait, is this the Grizzlies? Don't have what you guess. Um, wait. Let I let Isaac go. Yeah, it's Isaac the Grizzlies. Is. Yeah, you're cooked. <laughs> it's okay, the Grizzlies. Wow. Yeah, okay. I knew it was one of those young point guards. It makes sense. Yeah, I figured that the Hawks would would definitely be in that mix because I feel like John Collins and Click and Pella kind of get that man eighty six. I love to see it. Give him his respect. Wow. Yeah, he needs, wow. To, he needs to be he needs to be a little bit higher. Nice. All right. So what nice. about this one? Let's see. All right, so you got it. Best player is a power forward. Oh, wait. This is the Pelicans. No, wait. This man is on the the money. Yeah, Donovan, you didn't stand a chance from the (laughs) get-go. You talking about me playing 2K? He for real play 2K. He he represents 2K. I take too long long to process information. Isaac got it. (laughs) (laughs) Save the team. He has all the that, ratings that, that processed in his fucking membrane, bro. It's raps. You had no chance. <laughs> Say the combination. I lost. <laughs> Same thing, bro. You just bad at this. <laughs> I'm hosting the, the next one. I'm opting out of these. I don't. I don't yeah. want to play. I don't want to play. Yeah. That's okay. We got one more segment before we get out of here. That's gonna be, which player would you rather build around? First up. Tyrese Halliburton or Shea Gildas Alexander? This is tough. The two Golden Boys of the season. Now this is hard. This, this, is, is, this tough. is tough. But with my philosophy and how much what I is believe in Tyrese Halliburton, bro, I like playmaking. I like play. I like players who can do yeah. both. I like players who have layers onto their game, bro. And Tyrese Halliburton has that, and Shea Gildas Alexander, although he's not a bad passer, but that's not his go-to thing. That's he's not a passing threat. Yeah. You never mention him as. One of the best passers in the NBA ever. And for Tyrese, you do that. Especially these season. This season. Fair so enough. I got Tyrese. Okay. That's that's fair. I think listen, I still might take Shay. This yeah. if we're talking about philosophies and just bias, I'm very biased to guys who can just go and get a bucket and Shay's yeah. that guy. <laughs> a lot of people are. Shay Shay's yeah. that guy. The thing is Halliburton's already an elite passer. Shay's already an elite scorer. Do you think it's more likely that Shay becomes a really good passer or that Halliburton becomes a really good scorer? I'd like to place my money on Tyrese being an elite scorer, even though I still feel like at times that shot can be. Limited I think both are really likely. A lot. Huh? I think both are likely. Like they might both be really good at both eventually. Listen, I want to see. <sighs> I, I want to see. I want to see what Shay's assist numbers look like 
when he doesn't have the Oklahoma City Thunder around him, and like once they actually yeah. start start getting better, that's that's what I want to see. But for a guy who already this season has taken that jump, and it's very very clear, he he has that gene, he has that that clutch gene in him, and he could score at a, at a very high level in in volumes. Like I I like that to be kind of the the yeah you know the the center point right. of my team. That's not a bad take at all. I don't blame. I'm not mad at that. Yeah, I don't blame you. It's just how I prefer. You have a different preference. I have a different preference. Yeah. W-tick. Okay. Where are you going? Lamelo Ball. I'm not mad at the Shake Coach Alexander pick. I, I I don't know. Okay. Lamelo Ball or Anthony Edwards? Forgive me, Anthony Edwards, simply because I feel like he has another level of star power to him, but. It's so nasty mean? because what does that mean? I think More you can be that dude at the end of the day. Over LaMelo, yeah. Anthony Edwards, yeah. I think I'm going to go with LaMelo. I understand everybody's infatuation with Edwards because he can be this prototypical scoring guard, but I think when they both hit their peaks, LaMelo is going to be an elite passer and a damn good scorer. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, take, I'm taking LaMelo on, on this one. I think Anthony Edwards still has a leap to go to become like a great volume scorer and he still has ways to go in playmaking, and he still has ways to go in defense. Lamelo, Lamelo can already be a really good scorer, and he's already a really, really good playmaker. So I'll go, I'll go there. See, Lamelo's yeah. also a fucking terrible defender, and also he has more holes in his offensive game than someone like Anthony Edwards has issues getting to the line, finishing at the rim, things like that, things like that. So I can't. Okay. My my heart's torn. I, I can't really hate y'all for that either. So WTPN. <laughs> okay. Last one's really hard. Jo- Joel Embiid or Jason Tatum? Tatum. Tatum. That easy? Tatum. Tatum. Easy. It's not tough. It's easy. Tatum. I think Joel might be like the third best player alive. Like, maybe, probably not, but like he's top five. Like, the, yeah, the but two-way impact, now that Joel is someone? a skill, now that Joel has his ball handling ability and go-to scoring from the mid-range, like, what can't he do? Stay healthy. That's what he can do on a consistent basis. Jason Joel hasn't had that bad of injury right? concerns in like two years. Bro, and when I'm talking about building my team around, uh, those injury concerns are like the second, they're the, they're if not the first or the second biggest thing off my checklist. Can you stay healthy? Can you be on the court at least? That's why I have Tatum. All right. Well, I mean, if, if that's your reason, I get it. But like in terms of how good they are, this is it's really close. I it's think not about I, how good they are, Isaac. It's about who would you rather build your team around. Yeah, and I'm going off of how good the players are. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, you you, but, you take you take them at their at their peak. I think that I would take. Oh, this is tough. I think that I would take Embiid, mm. just be just because, like Isaac said, he can like the ball handling is down, um, and he can do kind of a lot of things in terms of like shooting wise that like yeah. some guards can do. He can take pull up threes. He can he can he can extend his range, and he could be the anchor to my defense. And yeah. if, you, if you can get both of those things in one, that's yeah. that's a super, super steal. So I think I would take I'd Embiid. rather build my offense around Joel Embiid, and I think he's more defensively impactful because he defends the rim. Like, yeah, I, I don't know why I'd pick Tatum outside of just liking that style of play. You know what I mean? Yep. Embiid's going to lead y'all to the second round. Meanwhile, Tatum's going to lead me to the finals. Let's get it. <laughs> cool. Give, give Joel Embiid Jason I'm on Tatum. Ass right give, now. I'm give Joel Embiid Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. I'll I'll <laughs> I'm being an asshole. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the end of the segments we got. It was a long show. Lots of TikToks. Damn. I think we're done here. That was a lot of TikToks. Y'all better a whole enjoy. Lot. Y'all are going to eat. Yeah. <laughs> See you next time.